everyone. I'm Anita Lustria, and I want to welcome you to the podcast version of Mike Murphy's Friday Rumblings. For years, these have been a Facebook post each Friday. I decided these words were worth spreading to a wider audience and worth making accessible in another format that might be easier for some people. Full disclosure, Mike Murphy is my husband, and this was not his idea. In fact, I'm the narrator. Rob Bell says, everything is spiritual. You might listen to this podcast and say, wait a minute, sounds like there is some political content included. I would simply echo Rob Bell's words, everything is spiritual. Give the rumblings a listen and see if you agree, or maybe you'll disagree, but I guarantee it will be food for thought. Whether you agree or disagree, keep the conversation going. Also, if you want a print version of the rumblings, you can find it in the show notes or friend Mike on Facebook. Now, are you ready to rumble? Rumble one, never be a prisoner of your past. It was just a lesson, not a life sentence. Thoughts wonder. Your worst moments don't have to define you. That's a lesson I've struggled to embrace. Now they only haunt me a bit. They no longer imprison me. That's a good thing. It's only taken me 70 plus years to learn this. Our best moments too can trap us. I've watched too many people rest on their laurels instead of building upon them. Rumble two. Stephen Colbert, after the Georgia runoff election, quipped that he had a couple of different thoughts about the outcome. Gratified because Raphael Warnock defeated Herschel Walker 51.4% to 48.6%, and terrified because 48.6% of Georgians looked at Herschel Walker and went, yeah, that guy should be a U.S. Senator. Even some, not enough, Republicans in high places are starting to admit that the quality of their candidates leaves much to be desired. My take is that as long as they cower in fear every time Trump's shadow passes over them, nothing will change. They'll just keep churning out one bad candidate after another. Our democracy suffers when that happens. It's very sad to see a political party that continually trumpets their love of virtue, continually lacking the willpower to actually be virtuous. Rumble three. Comedian Trevor Noah has bid adieu to The Daily Show after seven years as host. In his final appearance, Noah thanked his fans and gave a special shout-out, saying, If you truly want to learn about America, talk to black women. Currently, I'm in a book club with several black women. Their insights about America come from places I've never inhabited and never will. I'm the richer for knowing and listening to them. Rumble 4 it's a universal law. Intolerance is the first sign of an inadequate education. An ill-educated person behaves with arrogant impatience, whereas truly profound education breeds humility. Alexander Solzhenitsyn. Hard to argue with him. He's spot on. Intolerance has been found in faith circles ever since there was a thing called faith. In some circumstances, an inadequate discipleship system produced a whole lot of church folks who were ready and waiting to settle for a caricature of Jesus, who somehow became a belligerent, fractious, 
culture warrior. That Jesus is A-OK with arrogance and is not all that fond of humility. It's not the real Jesus. I'm thankful for those who know the difference between real and fake. Rumble 5. Me. Jesus, what's the plan for carrying on your work? Jesus, you are, and all the others who say they love me. Me. (laughs) What if that plan doesn't work? Jesus, it's got to. It's the only plan I've got. Rumble 6. Kids were going through our programs and still ending up on the street. They were still just one step from being hurt or even killed by a drug dealer or pimp. That is, when I was forced to change. I started feeling helpless and my confidence was shattered. All that I was left with was faith and trust that I was where God was calling me to be. As a result of the crisis I underwent, my work evolved from a highly praised, solution-oriented, and evidence-based practice into something much more intuitive. It really moved into prayer. And when I say prayer, I don't necessarily mean that I was saying prayers with people. Instead, I started showing up for every person who needed my help in the same way that I was showing up for prayer gathering all my knowledge and tools and entrusting them to God, saying to God, I think you're calling me to do something here. This is what I come with. I offer it to you. Take it. Change it. Make it useful, because I feel so small and useless here. Adam Bucko, let your heartbreak be your guide. Lessons in engaged contemplation. Humility is a strength. Admitting something isn't working is a sign of a good leader. Trusting God is always a very, very good thing. Rumble 7. I often say that a vote is a kind of prayer for the world we desire for ourselves and for our children. Georgia Senator Raphael Warnock. I find this to be incredibly sobering. It's a powerful way to look at what casting your vote actually means. Rumble 8. It is not that the Annunciation leads Mary out of doubt and into faith. It is that her encounter with the angel leads her out of certainty and into holy bewilderment, out of familiar spiritual territory and into a lifetime of pondering, wondering, questioning, and wrestling. Debbie Thomas. I confess to once upon a time being addicted to certainty. The faith I could once upon a time categorize so effortlessly demanded better of me. As my faith has matured, I have rather enjoyed being faced at times with a version of holy bewilderment, and I'm okay with that. I like asking questions of my faith and have appreciated the way my faith interrogates all facets of my life. It grows me up, and I have no doubt Mary, who was very brave, had many moments of questioning and wondering. After all, she was human, and her story was strange and hard to believe. I'm sure she had her moments. Rumble 9 
You think your pain and your heartbreak are unprecedented in the history of the world, but then you read. It was books that taught me that the things that tormented me most were the very things that connected me with all the people who were alive, who had ever been alive. We can disagree and still love each other unless your disagreement is rooted in my oppression and denial of my humanity and right to exist. James Baldwin was a force, and his work still challenges us. His authenticity might scare you a bit, but once you settle into it, you realize that he is the kind of writer that offers you the invitation to think, feel, reassess, and then act. Read books, my friends, good ones, like the ones activists are forcing school boards to ban. When you do, you'll be far less inclined to deny anyone the right to exist. Rumble 10. I Feel Sorry for Jesus by Naomi Shihab Nye. People won't leave him alone. I know, he said, wherever two or more are gathered in my name, but I'll bet some days he regrets it. Cozily, they tell you what he wants and doesn't want, as if they just got an email. Remember telephone, that pass-it-on game where the message changed dramatically by the time it rounded the circle? Well, people blame terrible pieties on Jesus. They want to be his special pet. Jesus deserves better. I think he's been exhausted for a very long time. He went into the desert, friends. He didn't go into the pomp. He didn't go into the golden chandeliers and say, the truth tastes better here. See, I'm talking like I know. It's dangerous talking for Jesus. You get carried away almost immediately. I stood in the spot where he was born. I closed my eyes where he died and didn't die. Every twist of the Via Dolorosa was written on my skin. And that makes me feel like being silent for him, you know? A secret pouch of listening. You won't hear me mention this again. <laughs>